Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Career Quest Podcast. My name is Michael Bonadeo, and thank you for tuning in. Today we will be hearing Austin Disher's Career Quest, an unconventional road that could have pushed him to giving up many times, but he climbed out of a deep hole to find what he is doing today. Austin. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited to hear about your journey because we went to college together. We were pretty close and I've heard different stories and things like that, but I have no idea your career all the way from before college to present day. So I'm excited to get a little bit into it. But before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. First off, uh, thank you for having me. Um, It's my first podcast that I've been on. I feel like at this point in time, everyone's been on a podcast at some point, so it's it's nice to pop my cherry on uh on yours, man. But uh, but yeah, again, I'm Austin, uh, from New York. Like like you said, I met you in college at Muhlenberg. Um, little facts about me: uh, big sports fan, Yankees, Knicks, and unfortunately the Falcons at the moment. Uh, big fan of comics, um, and video games. Yeah, as you know, I'm. That's where I'm currently at right now in the job space is uh, esports. So I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get a little bit into it. An odd way to introduce yourself in terms of popping your cherry, but you know we're, hey. we're gonna run with it. Hey, I'm 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 different, so it is what it is. Everyone's different. <laughs> but you gave us a little bit of a baseline of where we're gonna start. Mm-hmm. But I always ask the same question to start before embarking on your quest. Did you feel prepared? You know, it's uh, it's funny because because in a way, I thought that I did. Again, I I studied marketing in college, and throughout college, I knew that I wanted to get into the marketing space. And with Muhlenberg, um, being a liberal arts school, unlike a lot of my friends that went to the big colleges, I didn't really start getting into the the grid of marketing until junior senior year. Um, so I really came out of college feeling like I had such a base level of marketing compared to a lot of people that went to bigger colleges. And to start my career, I ended up at Enterprise Rent-A-Car not doing marketing, mostly because all the marketing jobs that I applied to, I didn't end up getting. So in a sense, that kind of made me realize that maybe, I, maybe I'm not ready yet for marketing. Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something I didn't learn? So yes and no. You know, um, no, because not getting a job straight out of college made me question it. Yes, because, you know, I I thought that, you know, marketing was such an easy topic in terms of the creativity of it. And I thought that I was creative enough to be a marketer. But I learned that there must have been something that I was missing to get that entry level marketing job. Muhlenberg does a great job of giving you what you need, but you have to apply it in internships and things like that. And Mm -hmm. Honestly, any school, if you don't have experience to back it up, I feel like people, companies won't take the risk if they don't know you have it. I'm not saying that relates to you. I'm just saying like in general, that's what it seems to me. Right. I've had a couple different experiences in my life just because I felt I should apply to everything. So different clubs on campus, having different internships on campus, off campus, which is kind of the thing I did. But... I want to backtrack a little bit to high school. 
I just want to talk about it briefly, but you had two internships where I didn't even think that was a thing for high school kids, just because whenever you hear a high school job, it's, oh, I work at a diner, restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was a summer camp counselor, and I thought that was like the peak of the mountain. I thought I was the man. <laughs> was there pressure from your family to work at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and MLB Network? Or was this just you making that decision? Because I know I didn't have that drive when I was 16, 15, 17. I have no idea. However old I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no pressure at all. From my end, it was just something that was kind of instilled in me to begin with. I came from a very fortunate background. You know, my, my parents did well in their careers. Um, and, you know, there really wasn't much that I had to worry about growing up. But one thing that was instilled in me was the fact that my parents' money was not my money. And throughout life, I was going to have to work for mine, right? So I wouldn't even say it was my drive. I, you know, it wasn't like I was, I was looking for that job and I wanted to get that job. It was just something that was kind of taught to me through my parents, you know? Hey, you're, you're spending your summer just sitting around doing nothing. Why don't you get a job? You know, prepare yourself for your future career. Prepare yourself for right now, technically. Get used to the workforce. Uh, and that, that's what Memorial Sloan Kettering and MLB Network, actually, that internship actually came from uh, my senior project. For, for my senior project, we actually had to find an internship and work for, I think it was like a couple months. Um, and Hackley had a connection with uh, Petiti, who at the time was uh, the president of MLB Network. Um, so both me and one of my best friends from high school, actually got a chance to work in OB Network, which was freaking awesome. And in a sense was where I kind of realized that I wanted to work in sports and wanted to work in sports marketing in general. It was cool because they actually had us in the video production side of MLB Network. So we literally spent all day in the production room, just putting together different highlight tapes for the various shows that were going on air. Um, for example, you know, if, if Sports Center is talking about the Yankees, right, and they say, uh, oh, Garrett Cole pitched a great game, uh, five strikeouts, yada, yada. That video, that highlight tape that they have in the background while they're talking, that's what we were putting together. So we got to kind of see that on TV. We got to see our work, you know, kind of up in lights as little interns uh, at OMB Network. So uh, that, that was really cool to me. Um, and just that environment of being in that sports environment all day was perfect. Um, so, yeah. So, no, it was, just, it was just something that I was taught that, you know, you're going to have to work later on in life. Why not get some experience now and kind of learn what it's going to be like early? Yeah, that's great advice to have from the beginning because mm -hmm. people go their whole life and then they get thrown in the job market. And it's you don't have the experience. You don't have this you can't get that yeah. job until you do this. So you mm -hmm. kind of worked your ranks a little bit, started started low, that intern level. But yeah. seeing your production or your videos you were making, seeing them on TV, that must have made you feel great because mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm an intern and sometimes I've, I've felt months ago when I first started, it's like, is this going to people? Am I doing this for that? Like, what am I doing this for? And now I'm creating documents and things that are going to clients and it's like wait 
they're going to read that? <laughs> it makes me feel good, at least. And you probably felt the same way. It, it reinforces the fact that you know what you're doing and that you're actually learning something. Because when you get into the real world, right, the real working world, if you will, um, that's all that matters, right? Experience is all that matters. Because at most jobs, even though they have a job description, when you apply to it, you're probably going to be doing stuff outside that job description. And it helps to have that well-roundedness. It helps to have worked in a bunch of different environments so that you don't get overwhelmed. And, and having that internship and, and, in a sense, throwing myself into the real world early made it a lot easier to transition once I got out of college. And you may never do production on videos again. Yeah. But having that skill set, who knows if that mm-hmm. puts you over the top another candidate for... Right. Let's say you were doing something like that in the job you're at now. I don't think you are. I don't know. <laughs> but no, um, no. that could put uh, you over the top just trying things out. Right. I mean, I look, in, in the esports space, I mean, that's what streaming is, right? It's, it's, it's production. You know, working with uh, OBS Studios is an example of what most streamers use. Um, so to have that background and to have that experience already put me ahead years ago when I didn't even know that esports was a thing that I wanted to work in. Um, so you never know what those things you do as an intern turn into later on in life. Cause again, you just never know. You, you never know what you're going to be doing. You can't, you, you can't know. Talking about experiences and this idea of always working, always having a job. When I was kind of looking at what you've done once you got into college, it felt like you had a job all the time. <laughs> you had one every summer. You were a detailer, marketing intern, administrative intern, and who knows, there's probably others. I can only get a couple of them. But through everything, all of these different internships, jobs, what were some of the biggest insights that you've gotten out of them? Uh, the biggest insight I got is, is a good question, and, and I think that's really um, go above and beyond in everything you do. Again, I, I kind of spoke earlier about the fact that when you apply for a job, it has a certain job description, right? But you're always going to be doing things that aren't in that description once you get the job. And what I learned is people really appreciate someone that goes above and beyond their job description without complaining, with, without, without saying boo. And when you're in that work environment with those people, they, they, they start to respect you a lot more. But at the same time, when you're saying go above and beyond, I think of spreading yourself too thin. That's kind of a thought that I go through where it's you're always saying yes, always doing this. And at some point, you got to realize this this isn't helping me mentally. It's yeah, it might push me bigger into the working world or my next job or whatever. But at, at a point, you have to enjoy it. You have to be happy. You got to mm-hmm. like it because if you hate it, you're going to burn out. And then you're going to go backwards. It's going to be more detrimental than it is positive. So how do you find that fine line, I guess, between going above and beyond? Is it just knowing yourself or? It is. It's, 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 it's really just knowing yourself. You got to push yourself to where, you know, you can take it. Right. Um, That's why they talk about a work-life balance. It's, it's not healthy to just be in your work 24 seven, right? You got to be able to get away from it, do whatever, go to the gym, be out with family, be out with friends. But again, I, I say go above and beyond because that creates a brand. The working world is all about creating a good brand. And I say that because 
if someone sees you as a great worker, someone sees you as someone that goes above and beyond, that person, when you're up for another job, you're going to go to that person to say, you have to, everyone gets a recommendation for another job, right? You can go to that person and they're going to write a recommendation that's going to be great. They're going to say exactly what you did, which was Austin worked above and beyond what he was told to do, right? And he did a great job doing it. So I think it's really important that, especially with some of these earlier jobs, some of these internships, that you really go above and beyond because it's those recommendations that you're going to get from those internships that are going to get you that, that dream job later on, even if you don't like where you are. And, and I know that from personal experience, just from my time working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and, and I don't want to get ahead of the, the path here, but you know, I'll, I'll be able to talk about that later. But even though you're going to bump beyond in the job that you, you might not like, that you might hate, it's going to open the door to another job with those people that you were working with before. And it might not even be a letter of recommendation. It might be a promotion. Yeah. It might be oh, yeah. you start there as an intern and 10 years down the line, you get fired. You decide to quit a job because you absolutely can't stand it anymore. You reach out to that person and say, hey, we had a job opening or let me put you in contact with this connection of a different company. You don't know what's gonna, what door will open from that little internship, whether it's a big internship, small company, big company, these owners, CEOs, direct supervisors, coworkers, they have connections to your next best job. You never know. So knowing that, always put your foot forward, I guess, is a good way of just don't burn that bridge before it's too, like before you need it, because you never know. Yeah. Yeah, you never, I don't care how much you hate the job. All I say is shut up, smile, put your head down, do the work that's required. Just so when you leave that job, those people are going to say what they need to say so that you get it. You know, you don't want, the worst thing you could have is coworkers saying, oh, he was the worst to work with. You know, no, no one wants that. You know, no one wants to be that person. So never, never burn a bridge. I always see on Facebook the, like, picture that has, like, a, a caption on it. It's like, who's that one person from an old job that you really wish you could work with again? I always see that, and it's like, huh, I wonder who that is. But then my next thought is automatically, I wonder if anyone would say me. <laughs> is that me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That That's a great – be that guy. Be the guy that people wish they can go back and work with. I think I think that's a great meme, if you will, to have in your head, it seems. We're not saying at all, neither of us, I don't think we're saying that if you don't like your job, you have to stay there. Oh no, not don't don't take this the wrong way at all. Anyone that's listening, if you hate your job and it's detrimental, like we were saying, yeah, it might be time to find something new, but go on a good note. Don't don't tell everyone you hate them, you hate the job and ruin that. Just don't come to work on the last day and try to go viral with the, the giant yeah. quit speech. It's not good. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but one thing that makes you different is one of the passions that you have, which is baseball. You talked about the Yankees, but not just as a fan. You played all the way through college, a couple injuries here and there, but you made it to the Division Three level. Can you just tell us about that experience? Because I played lacrosse. I know a little bit into it, but 
maybe someone's thinking, oh, I want to play baseball, but eh, I don't know what it's like. Can you just kind of give us that that brief overview? Did you like it? Hate it? What was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it uh, doesn't matter what sport it is, baseball, lacrosse, football. Just playing a sport in general is great. I mean, being on a team, everyone having the same goal, automatically having a group of friends that, you know, that, that, that you share a passion with is, is an awesome feeling. I mean, to, to speak to the D3 side of it, and if I enjoyed it, I, I, I loved it because unlike the people that went to college without sports, I think we had the easiest transition because we already had a group of, of friends at the college. Right. We, we, we had the three years in front of us that were already automatically our friends and made that transition into college 10 times easier. So I 100 I, I percent recommend it. And another reason I recommend it is because what it can do for your career. A lot of my career skills come from playing baseball. Time management, big one, being able to work with a bunch of different people. Right. Just being driven in general. You know, my my competitiveness in sports is what leads me in my competitiveness in, in the workplace. Right. So there are so many skills that you can build playing a sport that that are important to life. Not to mention that, you know, I playing a sport is fun to begin with and all that uh, stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, fun to play, stuff, but, but but no, I yeah, yeah. And 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 even uh like you said, I unfortunately in high school, um I tore my rotator cuff, um, and then in college, I tore my rotator cuff again. And even when I was injured and not able to play, those teammates don't go away, right? That culture doesn't go away. I, I still loved every second of being on the baseball team, injured and not able to play, um, as I would have if I was on the mound every game. So th there's a camaraderie. Like I said, you are sharing a passion with a bunch of people. And it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. I echo that. I mean, a little bit of me playing lacrosse, I'm chronically breaking my feet throughout high school. I was always <laughs> on a one knee scooter. Austin laughs because I've, n I've never seen Mike walk on two feet in my life. And just like echo that being a part of a team, I always got hurt and I actually made a decision to stop playing because for future, it would be better if I could walk and lacrosse was great i loved playing it but i had to make a decision and instead of just leaving i became a manager student coach i don't really know what my title was i kind of had a couple but always going to practice the locker room just that part of inclusion you you feel like a family and it you trust people you trust them that if something would go wrong if my scooter broke down they would have my back to either get me trainers to get the crutches or I don't know. They would figure something out to get me somewhere. <laughs> Some Someone would carry you. So Someone put you on their back. <laughs> but you can just tell from hearing Austin talk about this, he's very passionate. It's driven his whole life. He played his whole life. But before diving into Enterprise and the careers you've had after, baseball is a passion, but... We don't really know necessarily what your career passion is. So at that point, graduation hits. What is that passion that you're looking to pursue? It was sports. 
um, it, that, that's literally what it was. I, I knew that I wanted to be in the sports world. Sports, sports was great. And, and if you have the talent to, to play it, do it, right? Go, go to college and play baseball because it is a great experience. It's, it's a different experience and, and, it, and it's going to benefit you in life. But I do wish that I focused more on the academic side of it, right? Because we talk about graduation. Um, besides working in sports, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. I, I knew that I wanted to do marketing because that's what I got my degree in. But I, I was at graduation without a job. Right. Most people are applying their senior years and they probably already have a job uh, by graduation. Right. But I was doing all the networking. Right. I, I, and that was never a problem. You know, I, I, I would talk to people. Uh, I would meet different people in the sports world. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that my family has a lot of connections in the sports world. And every time, you know, what I would hear is, you know, it's all about who, you know, you know, you have to get your foot in the door. And shockingly, uh, to my surprise, um, my well-rounded resume where I had all those internships, um, in a bunch of different places was actually hurting me when it came to getting into the sports industry. Um, purely because a lot of these sports jobs want to see sports on your resume. And I didn't have that. So I was getting passed up for kids that were, you know, selling tickets uh, during their summers or, or were interning at, you know, at, at the Knicks for the summer. Um, I didn't do that. I, I didn't have any work experience in sports besides MLB Network. Um, and even that connection didn't pan out, obviously. So, yeah, so I was, I was really nervous about where I was going to be because I had no idea. And, and, and it was kind of stressful not knowing if I was going to have a job coming out of college because I didn't want to go back down to Charlotte uh, where my parents are. You know, I, I, I knew I wanted to stay up north, but without a job, I mean, I was going to have to go back and live with my parents for a little bit. So it was a great occasion, obviously, graduating, but there was a lot of stress behind it because I didn't know what my future held. Um, and, and right in that moment, as we talked about before, I was not prepared <laughs> for, for the workforce. I, I, I wasn't. But it's okay, though. It wasn't the end of the world that you didn't have mm-hmm. anything lined up because you hear people saying, yeah, I don't have a job. I don't have, I don't know what's next. What am I going to do? Like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And you're 22, 23, who knows? You could be 21, and... 20, 24, 32. I don't really care. And mm-hmm. no one really knows what they're doing. No one can say with 100% certainty, I'm going to do that, and it's going to be good for the next 10 years. No one knows. It's okay to be mm-hmm. unsure. Coming out of college, I knew yeah. I had to get a surgery, so I was like, I can't even like look for a job. So I'm mm-hmm. at the point where it's, am I going to podcast the rest of my life? Am I going to look for something else? Like <laughs> I'm so unsure. It's, it's a little overwhelming, but you got to just take a step back and be like, I'm 23. <laughs> I'm not 43 mm-hmm. and don't know what's happening. I'm still young and it's yeah. okay to live with your parents. Don't shame on that. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I, 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 like I said, everyone's different. Right. And I, and I, I, I had a different situation, you know, um, but like I said, I grew up in New York, um, went to school in the Northeast. My parents dropped me off 
at Muhlenberg and continued their drive down to Charlotte once they dropped me off. So Charlotte was never home. You know, it never felt it never felt like where I wanted it, it, it was never where I wanted to be. You know, um, I always I always wanted to stay in the New York area. So there there was a fear of I'm gonna have to go back down to Charlotte where I just don't know anything or anyone. Um, but you're right, you're right. There is no reason to worry. Um, obviously, some worrying is okay. Everyone's gonna worry. We're all human, but it is such a small percentage of your life. It's one percent of my life looking back. Right, that that time frame of graduation to when I got the first job in enterprise, that, that's such a small moment in my life. Um, that really wasn't worth the stress, right? It wasn't worth the stress because everything does work out. Everything does work out. Now it's not worth the stress looking back. Now it's At not the worth time, the stress looking back. It's right. probably one of the most stressful moments you've had in your life. But now exactly. you're like, right. it all right. worked out. I'm okay. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Enterprise. I don't know how this happened when you have an idea of sports. I'm not going to dive too much into what you do or what you did at Enterprise, but I'm assuming it had to do with cars. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Talking about Enterprise, you were there for a little less than two years, but then COVID hits. And they had to make decisions to close down different locations. They had to let employees go which includes yourself. How did you go about handling this? And do you have any advice for anyone that may be going through a time similar? I hate to say it, but even though a lot of people were affected by the layoffs, I was pretty happy about it. I was not very happy working at Enterprise because again, it wasn't where I wanted to be. And when I first started there, you know, obviously there was the honeymoon phase I was selling well. It was a competitive environment, which, you know, I, I enjoy and I, and I thrive in. Um, and the people that I worked with were great. So, you know, the, the first few months of working there, it, it, it was enjoyable. But that really started to go downhill. You know, the, the area that I worked in, the morale in that area was very low, which affected pretty much everyone working in it. And I really hate to say, but I hated my job. I was in that situation where I just hated my job. And, and to be honest with you, I was embarrassed to tell people that I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car because to me, I was just a glorified car salesman. You know, and, and that's not to say that people working at Enterprise are glorified car salesmen because there are people that have done really well in Enterprise. Um, and it is a great company in terms of what they taught me um, outside of the sales aspect and more in terms of a management aspect, because it actually is seen as one of the best manager trainee programs in the country. And when I would tell older adults that, they would, you know, they'd be like, wow, that's, that's a great place to work. But I really hated telling people my age that I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Um, I was embarrassed by it. Uh, I, I, I didn't think that it was a great place to be working because it wasn't where I wanted to work. And when COVID hit, I found myself kind of hoping that I would get laid off because I felt like I was in a situation where if I didn't get laid off, I was going to be stuck in this job because they work you some long hours and you kind of feel like you don't have time to do anything else. So I was kind of hoping to get laid off. And when I did get laid off, I took that as an opportunity to to really pivot my career 
And I told myself right there, I said, I'm, I'm not going to hate my job again. Right. Everyone, everyone always said back in the day, you know, most people hate their first jobs. Yeah. I hated my first job, hated it. And this pandemic as, as bad as it was, I made the most of it. And I worked to pivot into the career that I am right now. I took some time and I actually, uh, I, I went through a lot of different paths, right? You talk about the quest that your career creates. I basically built out a bunch of different quests in my head of where I wanted to end up. Um, and one of those quests was becoming a sports lawyer or a sports agent. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I took the LSAT and, and did pretty well. Um, got, got a score above average. Um, and, you know, was, was kind of dead set on going to law school and, and doing the law school thing. Um, and as that was going on, I decided to change. I, I changed the quest, right? I, I went back to, well, I kind of had to get a job before law school because law school is expensive and I do want to work before I go back to school. Um, so I went back to the marketing route, right? And I decided that maybe I should get into digital marketing because that's obviously where everything's going, right? Everything's going to the digital space. So um, I actually ended up taking a course through UNC Chapel Hill. I took a digital marketing boot camp. It was 18 weeks. Um, I was able to learn a bunch of stuff within the digital marketing space, platforms, tactics, and, and thought that it would set me up to immediately get a job right after I, uh, right after I did it. And unfortunately, after that, I ran into the problem of not being able to get an entry-level job. And I, and I think you talked about it with Michael in uh, one of your earlier podcasts about how some of these jobs are just asking for six years of experience for an entry-level job. The catch-22 where you have to get experience to work, but you can't work to get the experience. It's, I, it, it's, it's terrible. I, I, I don't understand it at, at all. And it's something that it and the effects of it hit me really hard, um, even with taking kind of this graduate level digital marketing course. I couldn't get a job. I, I, I applied to a number of, of, of companies and each time I got the I'm sorry, but your skills just aren't equal to what we're looking for. And, and that's with, you know, graduating with a degree in marketing having the work experience that I have on the resume, uh, taking this graduate level course and, and I still can't get an entry level job. It, and it just got to the point where I kind of felt like I felt back at graduation of, I don't know where my career is going from here because I, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to get a job because every single company with these entry level jobs just weren't taking me. You know, I, I, I couldn't get a position and what I did was in, in, instead of, you know, obviously stopping, I continued to pivot. Right. And, and I think that's important. I tried to find whatever I could to add on to my resume that would push me ahead. So I took the time and I went to HubSpot Academy and I got five different certificates in marketing to try and push me ahead. And then I started to apply to jobs again. Right. And still every single job application I got back was you do not have the skills that fit. So back to the drawing board and something that someone told me was to make a portfolio. So I literally made a website. I made my own website, designed my own website with the skills that I learned from WordPress from the digital marketing course, put on work that I've done and said, all right, this, this should do it. This should get me the job. I got all this stuff applied again. 
every single job application came back. I'm sorry, you do not fit the skills that we need. So I went through this another phase of, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know where my career is going because I've done everything that I feel like I can do and I still can't get a job. So, so that, that was tough. That, that was tough. That, that's kind of where this whole entire pandemic really hit me because uh, you talk about how I handled the pandemic. It went from handling it great and being excited to being lost and really starting to feel the effects of, of what the country was going through, uh, what the world was going through. Out of that came a quest that I never knew I was going to embark on. Funny enough, obviously, throughout the whole entire pandemic, like I said, I'm, I'm into video games. I'm into gaming. I spend half of my day watching Twitch, <laughs> no matter the variety of game. And my dad actually came up to me because he's an, he's an angel investor uh, in Charlotte. Uh, and it's, it's essentially like a shark tank, but not televised. And he came up to me and he said, hey, there's, uh, there's this, this e-sport company, esports company that's pitching if you want to sit in on it uh, and, and, and see what they're about. And I gave, I gave it a chance. I, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. So I sat in on it. Uh, it was a really cool company. Stay plugged in. What they basically do is they put on recruiting events, co- collegiate recruiting events for esports high school athletes, which is something that as the esports scene is growing is needed. And I thought this is really cool. Why don't I reach out to this guy and see what opportunities there are? And lo and behold, I get in touch with the guy and he's got an internship for me. That's kind of the crescendo to the whole entire pandemic that was going on for me. Looking backtracking just a little bit, did you feel like you kind of hit rock bottom because you're apply nothing apply? Was it just keep going downhill? Did you ever hit a point where you're just like, I, I'm never going to get anything. I might as well give up. Did you ever hit that point? I didn't. And I think the reason I didn't hit rock bottom is because I had already hit it working for Enterprise. I was so unhappy mentally working there that being with Enterprise was rock bottom for me. I, I, I had no self-confidence in my career. I felt like my career didn't matter. I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. But with the pandemic uh, and just continuing to build myself, I just continued to build myself up, get rejected, add something else on, get rejected, as something else on that hunger to get to a career that I wanted to work in kept pushing me forward. Cause again, I, first thing I said to myself was I am not going to hate my job again. And that's, that's why I wanted to get into sports. Cause I knew I would love doing sports every day. And when sports didn't pan out, I knew that I would enjoy doing digital marketing and it would lead to somewhere later on. If I wasn't wanting to be at whatever company I ended up getting into I knew that I would enjoy doing the digital marketing, so that would continue me on. And then I found the esports space. I kind of got dead set on wanting to be in esports. And, and this opportunity presented itself, which, which was awesome. Thinking about, I love motivation, like those videos on YouTube. I used to watch them all the time. And there's, there's a quote or like a story. I don't know who said it. I can't remember, but basically said that when you fall land on your back because if you can like if you can look up you can get up so you keep falling you keep getting this rejection you're falling but 
You're not falling face down where you're just staring at the ground and I'm done. This is over. I'm not going to get anything at all. It It's more, okay, that made a decision for me. We talked about that with Eddie Doyle. Sometimes you apply for things and you don't get it. It's not necessarily bad. Yeah, it sucks at the time, but it makes a decision where maybe that company wasn't for me. I don't know. Maybe our values didn't fit. Maybe I would have hated it, but I was getting desperate, so I would have taken it if they said yes. So maybe it was like a blessing in disguise where you didn't get all that, and now you're loving what you're doing. <laughs> Look, I I wouldn't have been in the esports space if and and I I know I know for a fact I know for a fact um one job I applied to was was at Discovery Inc. If they if they accepted my application, I would I would have taken it. I I applied to like KFC corporate, uh, a marketing job with KFC, which wouldn't be bad, free chicken. I don't mind it. And I I, I would have said yes if they if they approved my application, and I wouldn't have landed where I am now. And, and and to speak to that that motivational video you were talking about about landing on your back and 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 looking up. I think that's really something that speaks to what I learned about this whole process going through the pandemic, right? That, that, that differed from that, that graduation moment, right? Is realizing that this is such a small part of my life. I knew I was going to get a job. I, I, every single time I got rejected, I, I knew that I would, I would end up somewhere at some point. I wasn't going to be unemployed for the rest of my life. It's not, I, I would hope it's not possible. I, I apologize if there's someone out there that's still struggling, but for you um, in your situation, you just knew it in some yeah, situations. I knew it. It's different, but yeah. from where you were, you just knew where I was. I, I knew that I was going to land on my feet somewhere. And, and that, that was just changing my out, my outlook on life. Right. It was just changing it from graduation day. I don't have a job. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to end up to. All right. I don't have a job. I'm getting rejected. But one of these times, someone's going to say yes. Right. And, and, it, and I think it really speaks to my past careers, right. Or, or my past, like I say careers, cause I've, I've had many different jobs in many different environments, but my past positions or jobs, I worked in sales, right. I played baseball, a, a, a 300 average in baseball, still hall of fame numbers, right. You're going to strike out far more than you get a hit. Right. And, and, and I knew that, that that's kind of how I started to look at the situation was you're going to strike out a lot more than, than you succeed. And, and I think that's what really carried me and continued to force myself to, to level up, if you will, right. Get rejected, level up, add something else to the resume, get rejected again, add something else to the resume. So, yeah. So I, I, that, I think that's a great right there. That, that, that's great imagery. Land on your back and look up, right. Don't, don't, don't land face first. But something you kind of touched on a little bit was the connection you had. Your dad had the connection of the pitch, the non-televised Shark Tank. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And these connections, they're so important. But oh, for you, how do you build on these? Because it isn't easy for some people. It's not natural. Mm -hmm. Me, I love mm -hmm. talking to people. I'll talk to anyone. If I get in an elevator, I'll make a conversation with someone I don't know, I'll compliment their mask. Next thing you know, I know they have three kids. It's like, wait, hey. hold up. <laughs> it's just... I, I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, I that's, don't know. That's a great skill to have. But 
how do you build these kinds of relationships with people? Not necessarily family, because you have those relationships. What about outside? Because you talked about networking before graduating. How do you build these? It's it's all about just reaching out. That, that's all. I, just reach out. Um, and whoever you're reaching out to, maybe they won't be as willing to talk to you, but I guarantee the majority of professionals right, in, in, in the workforce have gone through a struggle themselves throughout their career. And they also relied on someone that was above them to, to network and, and to get them the job. It's, it's an essential part of life is, is building your network of people that can help bring you up. You know, and, and I think it just starts with reaching out. I think a lot of people are afraid of that initial reach out, right? Because I, I guarantee you, they are willing to talk to you and willing to help you in what they feel might be most helpful with your career. Um, because nine times out of 10, they were in the same situation you're, you were in and we're looking up to someone to, to get advice from. Um, and, and I'm sure everyone would love to do that for someone else coming up. It makes me think about Michael Scott, his business cards on the back. He always wrote like things to talk about topics to remember. And he tricked Dwight with that, but I don't want to get into the episode, but if that helps you write things down about people, keep a, a, Google document, an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, just keep track. Excel's of it. your Excel's your best friend. Yeah, it really. Is. If you don't have yeah. Excel, I, write it. Piece of paper, pen. You can do anything. <laughs> just write it down. It it'll help you in the long run. Um, okay. This is off. So we got 19 minutes technically. We didn't really go into AFK. I was gonna kind of skip it. Is that okay? Is that okay? Like. I was just going to say, like, today you're working AFK. A, what is it? Just give me, like, a sentence. AFK. Yeah, I got it. I just. Oh, okay. So, your job. Okay, I'm going to say, today you're working AFK creators. Can you just give us, like, a sentence of what it is? So, I'm going to say, I have one question and then the last two parts. So, I'm going to try to get through these two pretty quick. Cool? All right. From all these connections, you are today working at AFK Creators. Can you just give us like a one or two sentence description of what it is? Yeah, so so essentially they are an esports talent and marketing agency. Short answer, uh, we source exclusive and non-exclusive talent uh, to do partnerships with companies that are looking to market in the esports space. So at the end of each person's quest, I always ask the same question. It's about your mindset. So I know you haven't had a 30 to 40 year career, but you've had a decent one, longer than mine at least. Can you look back and tell me if there was ever a moment, event, or piece of advice that completely shifted your entire perspective or your mindset? Yeah, and, and I think it all happened within the past two years of what's been going on in the world with COVID and this pandemic. One question that I now question is the, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know if it's even something that you can answer 
after what we've seen, especially me. I mean, it, if, if you asked me five years ago, where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, I, I definitely, I don't know now, right? Because look, I was working at Enterprise and I thought I was going to be there for a while and stuck in that job. And within these, this year and a half of a pandemic, I went from, I'm going to become a, an agent to, all right, I'm going to law school to, all right, I'm taking a course in digital marketing to be in digital marketing. And now I'm in esports, right? Something that I just recently figured out that I wanted to do and, and really want to be a part of. So don't, don't close off your mind to, to where you see yourself in five years. Keep it open because no one knows. You don't know what interests are going to arise. And I think something that's very normalized in, in the corporate world now is not staying in one position, right? Not staying at one company for a long period of time. A lot of people are, are kind of jumping to projects that they really like and they really want to be a part of. Um, your interests are going to change. Keep your mind open for that. And don't be afraid to, if they do change, look for something that you know you're going to love because no matter the pay, right? No, I don't, I don't care what I'm getting paid. Obviously it has to be livable, but I mean, I don't need to be making a bunch of money to work in the esports space because I love waking up and doing this job every day, right? I'm happy doing it. Um, so I think it's important to, if you find something that you love to do, try to find a way to, to work in it, try to find a way to get money for it because life is just going to be so much better when you're waking up happy to, to go to work and get to work. You can't buy happiness either. Yeah, exactly. So you can make a billion dollars, but you could hate everything about your mm -hmm. life. Enjoy what you're doing. Yep. Have some fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Now that we've gone through your quest, we've asked your mindset question. We look to ask mythologically themed questions to tie in that myth mythological piece. These are in terms of looking back on your career and yourself. So you might have to look inward. You might have to look back. I'm not sure. But the first one is about Loki, the trickster god. So if you've seen the Avengers, you might have seen him on TV, stuff like that. Well, it's not, not actually him, but like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to make a play on the, the mischievous, devious part. Can you tell me about a time you felt tricked or deceived into doing or believing something? And what was the takeaway? I think the trick, if you will, or, or, or the, the false perception I had was that I had to secure a job coming out of college again, because I had that thought in mind and I saw other people, right. Had jobs. I thought that I was a failure in that sense, but I mean, I mean, we all know that that's just not true. You know, you, you can end up in a job that you love, even if you don't have it out of college. So don't, don't worry if you don't know what you're going to do coming into college or coming out of college, because it could take you a year to find that thing that you love. And that's okay. That's fine. That You don't have to rush to get into the workplace. And, and I think that's a false perception um, that I had coming out of college because to be honest, that, that feeling of needing to rush to get a job is what led me to enterprise. And I, I spoke about my feelings on that. We all know how you feel about yeah, that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, don't, don't rush. Don't rush. I don't think you're alone in that false perception. I think a lot of people have it because they compare 
themselves to others saying, well, they're going to Deloitte. I'm the same major. I don't have a job. Like, what do I do? And try to, I know it's difficult. I compare myself to people all the time. It's, we're humans. We do that. But try to do it as little as you can. Easier said than done. I realize that. But <laughs> everyone has their own quest. Yeah. Live your own. Live your own. This next question is new. I've not asked this to anyone, so I hope it's a good one. But I want to make a play on a mythical creature. The Minotaur. Half man, half bull. We can use any mythical creature, but he was recognizable, I feel like. I feel like everyone knows the Minotaur. I could be wrong. The big old axe. Yep. Yeah. You're going to battle against the Minotaur, but the Minotaur represents a major challenge in your life right now. You've talked about a lot of challenges in the past, a lot of things you've had to get over, handle, all of that. But today, present day, the Minotaur, which is a challenge, what is that challenge and how do you plan to overcome it? What does the Minotaur represent? Um, to be honest, it, it still represents that rush that that rush to get somewhere um and and not being okay with taking my time when it comes to specifically uh and and, and more connected to me obviously uh I, i'm i'm living with my parents right now right i i had to make the transition of being on my own in new york and and working on my own to uh coming back home and living with my parents and not being as independent as i was and when I first got here, there was that feeling of, I need to do what I need to do to get out of here. And, and I think that's something that I'm really trying to start to realize is it's okay to stay put for a little bit, build up an income, right? Work a little bit, rely on your parents if you, if you can, to set yourself up for a better place in the future. Because I mean, we, we spoke, we've spoken about it before, obviously, you don't know where you're going to end up. Um, and there's no reason to rush that, right? Because the pieces are going to fall where they fall um, and just, just allow them to. There's a plan set for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know who said it, whatever, yeah. whatever you believe in, there is something that has a quest for you that has been laid out. You just don't know where the pieces are. Well, well, I, I, I think you were talking about locally in relation of people knowing them from Marvel. Um, there was that scene in, um, not Endgame. Um, it might have been Endgame, uh, where Sorcerer Supreme is showing Bruce Banner the timeline and how there are different timelines that spread out from it. Right, your path that you chose helps to set up that continuation. Right, so me getting into the esports space, I've now created that path in the esports space, and there's no reason to rush it. Right, because it's it's still going to be that same path. Um, and, and I, if you like the path, stay on it. Let, let, let it continue and fall into place. This next one's about your future. So we've played on a few different mythologies. This one is Egyptian. If Thoth, the Egyptian god of writing, was creating your next chapter, what would it be about? So now that I've gotten into the esports space, I see it building off of that. Um, again, like I said, just... In, in the few months that I've been working within the esports space and just seeing the growth and seeing all the different parts around it, I don't see myself leaving it. So I think the, the, 
the, the theme is still esports. And in terms of the story around it, I, I hope it says that I'm, I'm president of a team, CEO of, a, of an esports team. And one thing that I really want to do, which I kind of said that I wanted to do as, as an agent, um, a, a baseball agent, was representing African-American players. Um, because unfortunately, there, there aren't a lot of African-American players in the MLB right now. Um, and I really wanted to focus on that. And now that I'm in esports, I shifted it to having an, an all African-American esports team because there aren't many within, you know, the, the competitive uh, shooter games. Uh, a, lot, a lot of African-Americans are in the fighting game space, uh, but I want to bring them into the shooters. I want to bring them to the Call of Duty space. Why I love watching, you know, Swag, why I love watching Nuke Squad, why I love watching uh, Myth, you know, people of color. Being being in the lights, playing the game, and 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 getting into the gaming space. This has been awesome. We have two final thought questions to kind of wrap it all up. To kind of wrap it all together, they're somewhat tricky. But what is the one thing you would warn yourself about before embarking on your quest? You've told us a few things that you probably would have done differently or things you've said let's try to think of one that you haven't something you would warn yourself about going into graduation i would tell myself to open my mind um kind of throughout my quest i had this tunnel vision and and i and it speaks to who i am as a person um when i really want to do something my mind is set on it and i don't see anything past that got blinders on and I, and I'm going towards it. Um, and coming out of college, I, I didn't have an open mind. And I think that's why I was so stressed. Um, but I would tell myself, keep your options open for, for something to find its way. Um, cause I might not have rushed an enterprise, right? I might have looked for a different area to get into, to begin with. Um, so don't have tunnel vision. Don't have tunnel vision. Uh, op open your mind in terms of professional development what is something you're doing today you feel everyone should be doing this could be watch a specific series on netflix read this book watch this person on twitch it can be literally anything you're doing today what should everyone be doing or what should they replicate that you do i, I would say find your passion right find find what your passion find something you love and research it right? No, learn everything that you can about it. Um, an example of that is I, I found passion in the crypto space and the NFT space. Um, I, I enjoy spending part of my day um, listening to news around it, um, watching news around it. Um, and it breaks up, you know, my, my work day. Um, if you love sports, watch, watch sports. And also, and also want to learn want to know things that you don't know, whether that's reading a new book about a topic um, that you don't really know about or, or researching something that you saw that you don't know. Don't be afraid to look it up. Uh, don't be afraid to look things up. I mean, always want to learn every day. Learn something new. I, I think that's something really important that um, my mom always stressed. Learn something new every day. Um, 
And I think that's very important. To make this go full circle, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, and their big saying is be 1% better every day. You got to learn something or go to the gym, do something to make yourself that much better every day. Try something. I never knew I would love mythology as much as I do. I read Percy Jackson when I was like 11, 12, 10, somewhere in there. And now I'm doing this based off that kind of idea. So you never know what you're going to like. I've thought about taking classes in mythology. I, I, I say, why not? I, I, I say, why not? You know, I think we spend our schooling days, um, again, have, having tunnel vision as to taking classes that we think that we have to take. Um, I wish I took like an entrepreneurship class or, or um, another class that I, I would have found interesting that I just didn't even look for. I'm sure Muhlenberg had it. Um, again, it's just not having that tunnel vision, you know, find, find different passions and, and don't be afraid to put your all into learning everything you can about it. This is awesome. The conversation we've had, I've learned a lot because I knew you on a personal level, but I never asked you these questions. I never wondered what your Achilles heel was, but in hearing these different answers, it helps me throughout my quest. Maybe not right now. It might not be able to Ooh, I can use that right now, but maybe in 10 years, be like, Ooh, I got blinders on. I got to remember, don't do that. <laughs> That's not good. So learn something. Learn that 1% from Austin's story. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I really enjoyed it. Wow. What a journey. From rushing to get a job right out of college just to answer that I got a job question but hating it. After being able to take his time, he thinks he has found his calling. But let me know what you thought. Rate and review this podcast and follow at CareerQuestPodcast on Instagram and LinkedIn. I would greatly appreciate it and make sure to subscribe for our next quest.